Hey, and thanks for coming back to another episode here of About Faith. Uh, we've been talking about the Bible. Uh, we kind of started off with, uh, if you have, haven't listened to the past few weeks, uh, we started off talking about um, my uh, encounter with the young man who was I was witnessing to and his thoughts on why he doesn't read the Bible and things like that. And uh, even into this week, uh, last week, uh, we started to get into some of what critics talk about and what they mean when they say things like the Bible has errors and contradictions. And so if you haven't already, go back and check out those past few episodes. It'll kind of bring you up to speed on what we're going to be talking about today and why we're going this way. But uh, as we know, uh, the Bible, uh, I believe, and any true believer should believe this, but the Bible get, actually does give you everything that pertains to life. Uh, if I wanted to know anything, um, I search the scriptures, uh, whether I want to know how to be a good brother, how to be a good husband, how to even be a good co-worker and manager. I, I search the scriptures because I do believe that the Bible has given me everything that I need uh, when it comes to um, living life down here and how to interact with uh, different people. So uh, the Bible teaches us to follow peace with all men, right? And so I believe the word of God will instruct me on how to do that. And so I look to the word of God when every, whenever I can. And one thing I always want to, uh, I just want to bring up is today is the Bible, even when it comes to, uh, science, the Bible speaks on science. And I know when we think about science, a lot of times people, uh, think that, uh, that's going to always, that's going to be some type of, uh, uh, disc discrepancy or the Bible and, and true science, science cannot be compatible, but that's not the case. Science is not at odds with Christianity. Uh, it's not, a, it's not at odds or it's not a, uh, uh, it's not butting heads with the Christian faith, but rather what science does is it actually proves what everything that the Bible says, it proves what God said. It also proves that the men that wrote were inspired by God. When we look at the word of God and we look at science, it should actually confirm our faith. It, it confirms our faith in God and what we've been taught. Um, and you even, and I know we may have those known atheists out there like Richard Dawkins, who may claims that Christianity and science are incompatible. But again, Christianity and science work should work in harmony with each other. Christianity is rational uh, that it actually gave birth. It's so rational that it actually gave birth to modern science. And the Bible storylines uh, that we read and, and teachings that we that we that we that we hear about and that we read about and that we study, they actually fit and they go hand in hand with the science that we understand today. Like they're not at odds with each other. You have this society that think that if you're into science, you can't be into the Bible. You can't be into faith. But a lot of the things we're going to find out that uh, uh, over the next two weeks that you can find in the Bible of God is already spoken. So in discussing science in the Bible, I do believe that uh, one of the best quotes we can look at is a quote by Dr. John R. Rice. And he says, the Bible is a book of science. It plainly deals with many scientific matters. And wherever the Bible mentions matters of science, it does it with the absolute authority of the infallible word of God. God made the world and God made the Bible. So when God speaks in the Bible about the world he made, 
he tells the exact truth. In fact, the Bible is the only absolutely scientific book in the world. All other books of science eventually are outgrown and found out of date and inaccurate. Now, century after century finds the Bible still infallibly correct. When we look at the word of God, it's, it, it doesn't have to change whatever it said about the world and whatever it says about you when regarding science has been correct and has been absolute and has not had to be updated or changed in any matter since the beginning of time. So speaking of the, the beginning of time, when we look at the Bible, uh, it revealed so many truths that we have in science. Uh, and it, it was done way before any permanent scientist, a uh, permanent scientist would discover the same things. So when we look at the Bible and what it says uh, and what it reveals to us about the world that we live in, about the galaxy and, and about even ourselves, we can see that these things were put, put together and it was uh, given to us way before any of our scientists, the so-called smart people would ever figure these things out. So that alone right there should give you enough faith in the word of God to be able to stand on the word of God and trust that it's true. Because as we're going to talk about a lot of things, they wouldn't have even known the authors wouldn't have been able to even figure out unless there was some divine inspiration given to them from some higher source. And we know who that higher source is. It is the God that we serve. So when we look at uh, the Bible and its origin, you can even think about that. Uh, we look at the world and its origin. At one point, you, there, there was even a scientific uh, consensus that, that the cosmos was eternal. When we look at what we have now, they felt like it's always been and it's always going to be there. That was, uh, but that was how they felt when we look at the cosmos. That was the, uh, uh, the majority scientific consensus concerning our worlds was that it was eternal. But we know this not to be true. And then we, and even if you come down to nowadays, the consensus is now that it must have had uh, some beginning. That's why you have people talking about uh, the Big Bang. They're trying to uh, uh, basically prove that there was a beginning or they're saying that there was a beginning to what we see today. But we know this to be true when we read the Bible. God has already told us in Genesis 1 and 1, he said that in the beginning, God created everything we see today, everything that we look at, everything that's all around us. We don't have to go and, and, and discover this later on. God told us in the word of God that it's been this way, that he was the one that created it. Everything that you see was not eternal. As a matter of fact, he told us that this stuff is going to fade away. It's going to go away as well. When we looked at the word of God, he says that in the beginning, God created what took scientists a long time to come to the conclusion that the cosmos and the world and the universe was not eternal. God had already told us this, told us that he created it. He told us and let us know in the word of God that it was he who was the creator and everything that you look around, the trees, the sky, the atmosphere that you, that you're in. He said that it was created by him. I didn't need a scientist to tell me when God had already told me that it was, he was the one that created it. There was nothing until God created it. And now science is now seeing and agreeing with it that it had to have some intelligent creator from the beginning. 
not only that, when we look at the the makeup of our universe, when we look at how it came to be and the things and the uh, the laws of nature that are in our universe, we understand that there is intelligent design. There is a purpose behind everything. It wasn't just random acts, but somebody created these things and somebody put it, the laws of our nature in order, but who did it? And when we look at this and science is not discovering things to later on, again, I can look at the word of God and see how it's been proving itself down through the years, never needing to be updated, never needing to be changed. And so you have a materialist who would argue that uh, the world was not designed and does not have a purpose, but rather it's just a machine that just goes by itself. But who created the machine? If it was a machine in the Bible, again, that we already stated, the Bible said it was God that created it. And now even recently, we have physicists. Now they suspect that the world has a divine designer and that it has a purpose. Again, it's nothing that the word of God uh, has not taught us. So let's look at some of these things that the word of God has taught us long before. Again, these so-called smart people begin to figure it out. The first thing we'll look at is how the Bible says that the earth is round and I know someone may say to themselves well that's obvious the earth is round yeah it's pretty common and known knowledge today but that wasn't always the case if we go back uh into when we uh Christopher Columbus as he began to set out on his voyage I'm pretty sure you learned this in school that was not the consensus they felt that if he sailed far enough he was actually going to fall off the earth they thought that there was an edge and you could fall off of it so they felt like if he continued to sail far enough and that was the consensus by many of the so-called intelligent people of his time that you were going to fall off the edge of the earth but when we read the word of god let's look at it isaiah 40 and 22 it said that it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth see this wasn't a uh a universally known idea but even when we look at the word, the, the, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah was already teaching us and telling us that the earth is round. How would he have known this? He didn't have a telescope. He didn't have anybody shooting rockets into space, looking back down, but look at God divinely and uh, giving this divine inspiration to this man, this prophet and letting him know that the earth is round. God is always being the ultimate source for science. You want to know about the earth? Read the Bible. You want to know about man? You want to know about creation? Read the Bible. It'll give you everything, everything that you're looking for. It'll tell you its design and its purpose. Let's turn to Job now. Let's look at Job. Job, the oldest book in the Bible, they say. Job definitely didn't have a telescope. Definitely had no way of knowing uh, what we're about to talk about. But Job writes to us. He tells us that the earth is suspended in space. Job 26 and 7 says he stretched it out the north over the empty place and hang it the earth upon nothing. He tells us during his time that the earth 
How would he have known this? He had never been anywhere, but here is God giving him divine inspiration, divine revelation that the earth is suspended in space. It hangs on nothing. It's just sitting out there, hanging on nothing, on no string, hanging literally by the word of God. You ever want to know how strong God's word is? We can look at the planets and how everything is just staying and moving how it's supposed to. Think about you. God talked to God formed the earth with his words, not with his hands, his words. Spoken to existence, sunlight, and it's still shining bright. You ever want to know how, 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 if you can trust the word of God, how about you just go outside and begin to look around? Begin to look up and look around and you'll know that you can trust the word of God. As sure the sun is still shining. As sure as your feet still has a ground to stand on, you can trust the word of God. Not only that, but the Bible even teaches us before men knew it, before they could, uh, before hundreds of years before science revealed that the earth rotates around the sun and rotates on itself. The Bible tells us when we look at Genesis 1, 3 through 5, how he begins, how God speaks of day and night, morning and evening. Even when we look at what Jesus says, Jesus tells us, he gives us a glimpse of it too, right? there. He says that uh, 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 there shall be two people lying in bed and then it shall be night and that one shall be taken away. Then he goes on and he says that there shall be two women grinding at the mill. So it's night for these one people. And then it's, all these other people are working during the day. He's letting us know that the earth is rotating in part it's facing the sun. And then the other part is night. He said that they're going to be taken away. There's going to be some people that are going to be taken away at night. And there's going to be some people that are going to be taken away in the morning. So he's even given us into a glimpse that the earth is rotating for thousands and hundreds of years before uh, 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 scientists were ever able to prove this. The word of God had already let us know that the earth is rotating. Oh, see, science does not go against the word of God, but science actually Prove the word of God is right. Even other things that could and would not have been known until we got, as we stated a couple of times, telescopes. That there were even other planets. Hebrews 13 and 3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds, not world, but the worlds with an S were framed. By the word of God, God's word framed worlds. And you think God can't fix your little situation with just a word. A lot of times people are looking for some uh, uh, crazy thing. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. They're looking for God to do something crazy. And they're looking for God to do something uh, uh, magnificent in their life. And they're looking for something else. God to uh, do something, show them a magnificent sign. But he's already given you a magnificent sign that you can stand on because he's spoken to existence and he framed worlds with just his word. I want you to try to frame a word with your word i want you to try to frame things with just your words god has framed worlds that are still 
in existence. They're still spinning on the axis. They're still rotating around the sun. He did it all, not by hands. He didn't use a hammer. He didn't use any type of tool. He did it only by his word. What kind of God do we serve? What kind of God that do we do we, do we serve? Do we uh, come to that can literally frame worlds by only his word? And you think I'm going to sit here and doubt God when I have a God who can frame everything just by his words? I can trust him. I can stand on whatever it is he tells me. I can trust it because his word is strong enough. Bible said that he's going to send his, we need healing. His Bible says he sent his word to heal them. We even understand about the centurion servant. I know this is a little different and I'm going off on a tangent, but I want to, I feel the spirit saying me just telling me to say this, but the Bible talks about a centurion servant who comes to Jesus. Centurion, he's coming to Jesus talking about his servant that's sick and he's, Telling Jesus he understands, no, I don't need you to come back with me to lay hands or do something. All I need for you to do is to speak a word. He says, I understand because I have people under me and I tell them go and they go do it. So I understand the type of authority that you have. If you just speak the word, oh, I know he'll be okay. Sometimes we're looking for some kind of great sign. But when I really think about it, all I need is a word from the Lord. And when I get a word, I understand that if he tells me I'm healed, I don't have to worry about it because the Bible teaches me that the word is not going to return unto him void. So it's going to accomplish that, what he sent it out to do. So if he says that he speaks healing over my life, it may not look like I'm healed today, but before that word returns back to God, I have to be healed. If he said that I'm blessed, it does not matter what's going on in my life. It does not matter the storm that I'm encountering. It does not matter how things are getting hectic. If God sent his word, all I have to do is continue to trust it. And I know, I know that it's going to happen. But back to the Bible and science. The Bible even talks about uh, 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 some of the properties and functions of the planet. When we look at our planet, there are some things that uh, it, it that wasn't even discovered until a uh, recent time. When I say modern, uh, I'm talking about maybe uh, last, you know, few hundred, few centuries that we find uh, scientists starting to figure things out that the word of God had already given us and told us. Let's look at this first scripture, Job 28, Job writes in Job 28 and 25, he says to make the weight for the winds and he weighed the waters by measure. So when we look at the wind, it, it, it wasn't until the 17th century AD that scientists or that men realized that air has weight. And I know today we can look at it. We see balloons. We see all these things that uh, we can use with and, and, and prove that, you know, wind or air has Wait, but look at Job. They didn't even realize this until the 17th century, but the Bible had all, if men just read the Bible, they'll understand that God has already spoken to us and told us a lot of things that we're just finding out. That's why he can tell us that his ways 
are not our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts because he's already given us that's so much that God knows. God knows everything. Things we're just uh, uh, scratching the surface of. He's already given us in the word of God. Job tells us. He tells us something that they, they, they didn't even figure out until a few centuries ago. Here goes Job telling us that the wind is weighted. Not only that, but if you look at the second part of that verse, he tells us uh, uh, that the waters, they're measured out. God weighed them and measured out. And if you understand uh, 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 water, the chemical formula for water is H2O. So it has two parts, hydrogen and one part oxygen. The combining weight of hydrogen is one and the, comp the combining weight of oxygen is 16. Since there must be two parts hydrogen and, and, and one part uh, of oxygen in order to make pure water. You can't get those out. So God measured it. He's telling us that this was measured out. It's not just happened. It's just something, something some happenstance. But here goes God saying the only way you can get water is to have two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen. And he put them together. Now you have pure water. He's given us insight, divine inspiration, something that scientists took them a longer time later on to figure out. Job, first book of the Bible is already telling us that he weighed the waters by measure. And every scientist today knows, or they can tell you that uh, uh, um, uh, every bit of matter here on earth has a definite chemical formula. We all can, we all can understand that these days with the knowledge that, that has increased over time, we understand that every uh, chemical, uh, every matter on earth has a chemical, definite chemical formula. In other words, a precise chemical formula to produce that certain quantity or that certain matter. It's not just happenstance, whether it's salt or air or water. We understand that God weighed and measured its properties for us to have those specific things. And if you think it's surprising, it's even more, it'll be even more surprising when we understand that Isaiah knew this as he wrote, as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He wrote in Isaiah 40 and 12, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. God has measured and weighed everything, everything we have. God did it with a purpose. You can't tell him, you can't, Look at science and say that it's just happenstance. It just happened this way. No, that we had a designer. And I'm talking about the creator God, God, the father, the God that has a son named Jesus. He's the one that created and weighed everything in the balance. Oh, one thing off here. You heard scientists say it. If the gravity pool was off one bit, we'll be floating. It had to be just right. If the air, uh, the oxygen levels were off just one bit, we wouldn't be able to live here. We wouldn't be able to survive. Everything is perfectly balanced because we have a God who weighed it and measured it and made sure that it was fit for us to live here. And it's not just the planet Earth. 
But before the scientists knew, the Bible had already proclaimed the stars were innumerable. When we look at what Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 33 and 22, he says the host of heaven cannot be numbered. Even down to the moon, we look at it centuries ago, it was believed that the moon uh, was like the uh, was like a, was an orb just like the sun. So it gave off its own uh, light. It wasn't until recently that men started to figure out that uh, uh, that the sun was shining and the moon was just reflecting the light of the sun and that the moon does not have it give off its own light at all. But when we look at the Bible, when we look at the word of God, again, we're going to go back to Job, the oldest book in the Bible, Job 25 and 5 said the moon is shining not. Job knew all of this, that he was the God was giving him this revelation before scientists had discovered it. The Bible had already proclaimed it. God has really given us everything we need to know. And when we read the word of God, we can understand that it does not go against science and science does not go against the word of God, but they should work in perfect harmony and establish our faith that we have in God. That's a little more. We're gonna, we haven't even got to uh, 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 man and humans makeup, but we'll get to that next week in our part two of God and the Bible and science and how the Bible continues to uh, agree with science. So don't think that you can't use science in proving and establishing your faith because the word of God has proclaimed many things that scientists weren't even able to figure out for centuries. The word of God had already spoken it and proclaimed it and the word of God and science, science just proves and establishes our faith even more. I want to thank you for coming back and listening to this episode of About Faith. And until next time, God bless you. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.